What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void, Void Horror Podcast. That's right, it's episode 152, and today we're going to be watching two brand new movies in the horror comedy f- genre, subgenre, I guess, Yeah, that just came out within the last week or so. We're going to be doing Necrotronic. And the Banana Splits. That's right, so two movies that have really nothing in common other than they're horror comedies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right, and they're new. I, I was trying to find something that might tie them together, but yeah, whatever. whatever. We just we just wanted to watch some new movies and then check them out, and uh, I'll say this, one of these was really awesome. <laughs> and one of them was... Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, you'll have to find out and see what we thought for each one to see, <laughs> you know, which one's which. So you I, don't, I don't even <laughs> go away, Biden. <laughs> Stop bringing up the documentary, Patrick. Jesus. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, so have you been this week? Have you been doing anything cool or? Uh, not much. Same shit. You know, just trying to get my school stuff together. I got an appointment tomorrow to figure out what I'm going to do, whether I can finish up my credits or go the GED route. Hopefully right. I can just finish up a couple credits I have. And, that would be nice, yeah. yeah dude, because I only need like three. Fuck, getting a GED is like the whole thing, you know? Like, right. It's like most even people who haven't been doing it for a long time, it's like... Uh, well, they've added shit now. There's well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's it's a different... It's a whole different world for you. Mm-hmm. That's like, decades are back in my day. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sh- it's been so long. <laughs> like, fucking what's-her-name in fucking the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> what about you bro? that's like one of the greatest memes too and like right. somebody's taking forever to like do something and someone posts that i always laugh i'm like ah that old bitch with the necklace thing <laughs> what uh, about you brother you well, got I, going on? well you also told me that you said that your your baby was like having a seizure inside or something like that and you said oh you, yeah why uh, don't you tell him because i i want to lead into what my idea for oh well the other day um when me and kelly were laying down to go to bed i you know had my hand on her belly and i like it literally felt like his hand was like giving me a high five or yeah something. it was crazy maybe he was flicking you off <laughs> he's like get the fuck out of here man. <laughs> hey fuck off dad don't push up my fucking bubble you dickhead <laughs> no but i was thinking like what if he like broke out and like grabbed patrick's hand and like pulled him into her stomach <laughs> and like fucking like i was like and by the way you can't steal that idea directors out there listening to my stuff all you gotta do is hire me i'll give you tons of these like free free free, off the top you know just give me a couple of credits a couple of points on the back end we'll call it even you know let me get some of that catering on the go yeah let me be a fucking star to my fucking two friends (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, they want to make me feel fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, for me, uh, not so much. I've been working with the Fun Bunch guys, you know, doing some stuff, trying to do some VR stuff. This week was kind of a wash a little bit, but we had a good time either way. So right. uh, we got like that drunken bar fights game, but we couldn't get everybody in the same fucking room. Like for some reason, it just wasn't working. So. <laughs> I love that YouTube video. What are you from Boston or something? You, you want to fight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you from fucking Boston? So shit. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Like I was like so amped to get into that. We have some funny footage and yeah. shit we might use, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I just been fucking nose to the grindstone fucking doing shit getting psyched up to possibly get some more fucking dollar tree fucking buys for horror movies and comedy movies and dvs and blah 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 right but yeah other than that i i, I hate my life uh <laughs> yeah everything's really shitty and uh yeah no no i had a great i had a good week because we were celebrating you know technically this is still the fucking three-year anniversary week so yeah woo. don't fucking fake it all right just get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> <Wee>. <laughs> Also, guys, I want to let you know we have uh, a winner that we're going to be contacting here about the giveaway that we have. We got some goodies here. Uh, Don't tell them what's in the box. Yeah. So it looks like uh, you got some uh, shark movies, some uh, gore porn movies, uh, a movie I really love. Oh, and the Rugger Hauer movie, which I promised you guys would have the and an inflatable love doll. Yeah, like a lot of love dolls in there too. But yeah, we're gonna pick a winner right now. We're gonna scroll through here. I'm gonna let Patrick pick one on the screen. Go ahead and just, just poke your finger on it. Looks like Jessica Yeager. Yeager. So we're going to go ahead and uh, send that out to you. I'm going to write you through the email. I probably already did this on Thursday of last week. <laughs> uh, but Jessica, you are the winner. If I don't, we don't hear back from you uh, by the time this airs or, you know, maybe Tuesday, then we'll pick a new winner and you guys will have uh, another opportunity to it. If you guys are wondering how you can sign up to get free movies all the time, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our VIP club btv vip club and you fill out your information you know what country you're from as long as you're from the united states or canada since these are regioned uh movies you can win so jessica yeah congratulations to you uh we'll be hitting you up very soon about this so i hope you've checked it and written us back but yeah congratulations jessica yeah congrats jess Thank you so much for being a listener. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. So hopefully next month, one of you guys will be the winner, too. Like I said, if you want to sign up, it's free. All we do is send you out a, a notice that we've got a new episode each week and uh, anything important that we might do in the future. So thank you so much, guys. But anyway, so I think it might be that time. Oh, shit. Horse shots! So, as you guys know, we're going to be talking about Necrotronic and the Banana Splits. I thought it'd be kind of fun if we did a shot for the Splits. So, this shot is called the Banana Splits. <laughs> Simple, right? Straight to the point. You should have just called it the Splits. Maybe we could call it something else. What do you think? Murder Splits? Mm, delicious Splits? Blood Splits? No, we're not calling that. <laughs> but anyway, so what is in a Banana Split shot? All you got to do 
is you're going to want to get this in a mixer, by the way, with some ice. You don't need the ice in your shot. You just need to mix it with classy, it. Classy, man. I love it. I love my shots chilled, man. Especially when they're delicious, like this one's going to be for you guys. You guys are going to come. Like, seriously. <laughs> First motherfucker that sends me a fucking a video of them making these shots with all the ingredients from start to finish. I don't care if it's a 10, 20 minute video. Uh, get creative. I don't care. We'll fucking send you some fucking free shit out. I don't care. Just tell me. Listen, I some, legit uh, want to see somebody take this shot. Some because homemade extra plastic. I almost wanted to fucking make it, but we didn't have one of the ingredients. So what was that? Oh, we'll ninety nine bananas. Oh, ninety. We got a freaking Walgreens down the street that has right. But bananas. whatever, you know, it's fine. We'll we'll fucking do it later. You fucking dildo. <laughs> Anyway, so you're going to want to take one ounce of 99 fucking bananas. Yes, I know we've used this a lot, but it's delicious and it's strong. Okay. <laughs> you take because you have fucking bananas. Banana splits. You It'll got get you there. Yeah. You got one ounce of Malibu rum and one ounce of rum chata. Ooh. You shake that bitch right the fuck up and then pour your shots. And that should make about three because it's an ounce of, sh- you know, each one. We're going to go chocolate in that. Maybe a cherry? Just hold on. Just wait your fucking, you know. (laughs) In a separate cup, you're going to use a small mixer. Like, if you guys have ever seen these, they have these things that you can, like, whip up cream and shit like that to give it that frothy frappuccino sort of top. You know, like the cappuccino tops, like the foam. Um, What you're going to do is you basically just take the top of the mixer and barely touch the milk until it's, like, just barely hitting the top of the milk and spraying. And it'll foam up a little bit. You're going to take the foam from that. And you can use uh, creamer. You can use whole milk. Uh, I would use vanilla because this is going to be a delicious treat for you. So and you're not going to take a whole bunch of them. Well, maybe you will, but you probably shouldn't. Uh, but you take some of that cream. You put it on the top of each of these shots. And then you take just a pinch of chocolate Hershey's powder or Nesquik, if you prefer, whatever. Take a tiny little pinch and sprinkle it over all three shots. And that's your banana split. Mm, yummy. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, dude, let's do them. I'm not saying it's the most manly drink, you know, for fucking <laughs> those guys fucking threatened by the fucking manhood with this shit. But, uh, you know, as long as you get fucked up, I don't give a fuck how it tastes. Well, real quick before we give out a shout out, what we're going to say when you drink these. What, what, what's the thing that they said in the movie? Oh, dude. Well, then we'll just say, you say, tra la la, la 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 la, and then you just drink it. <laughs> right. Okay, you happy? You happy, fucking Patrick? Yeah, now we can drink our Sam Boat. Okay, let's do this. All right, here you go, my friend. Gorge! <laughs> yeah. Cheers, yeah, we don't need to go wild this week. Cheers. Cheers. Uh oh. Ooh, that hit me raw. Here comes the puke. Did you breathing in or what? I think I did. <laughs> Puke, 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 puke. Ah, man. Seriously, I almost did. (laughs) I almost pulled the mic. It was almost really bad. Oh, man. I was was hoping. I was rooting for you, dude. I really was, like, last week. I was hoping it was. I started handing him the trash can, and he was, like, he was, like, grabbing it. I was reaching for it for a second. He's like, what, do you need it? He started pulling it back, the jerk. Yeah, I pulled it back because I was, like, wait, if I hand it to him, he might actually puke. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like when you're, like, leaning over a toilet, and you don't have to puke, and you're just like, God, it's gross. But, yeah, the toilet's there comforting you. It's like, it's okay, buddy. I got you. You know, rubbing your face against the fucking (laughs) thing like it's a cuddly fucking bear. We've all done it. We've all hugged it. Yeah, we've all sucked on the rim of a fucking toilet bowl, and... 
And the worst thing is when you wake up the next day and you actually realize how bad that toilet seat was. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, and how much better you made it by your face cleaning it. <laughs> right. And your face and hair is all like a little like yeah, like a mark where you could tell exactly where your face was. Why is the toilet bowl so clean? <laughs> That's because I sucked on it for a fucking two hours, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, one more. Uh, for me. Wow. He's got a sh- he's 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 feeling guys just go along with it okay i'm a man here take that one. all right this time no you give me you take yours i'll take mine well you don't want my germs dude? no i don't Come want on. your fucking pukey mouth all You've over had it. other stuff of mine in your, your mouth. toilet What's bowl the sucker with my shot glass i don't want your toilet bowl sucker on my drink <laughs> here you go my friend we've destroyed this bottle of sambo dude. well we, we we smacked down half of it last week dude we took really? eight shots all together fucking hey you ready all right solo cheers <sighs> All right, guys, so if you would like to try out a banana splits, all you have to do is go to Long Live the Void and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now, that's it for horror shots. All right, now, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into one of the movies for our flesh and potatoes. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Right, guys. So, what do we? What do you want to kick it off with first? Are we gonna do? What do you want to do? We're gonna go ahead and do Necrotronic first. Okay. I think it's about cool. I'm excited to talk about it. So, yeah, let's, me too. Let's do it. Necrotronic just came. Well, it came out in 2018 technically, but it just came out for us in the states. So, it's an Australian film. It's about a man who discovers that he is part of the secret sect of magical beings who hunt down and destroy demons in the internet, which makes a lot of sense actually. Uh, maybe we should probably start off by just telling them real quick before you give your thoughts, though. Because, um, like, this, the story kind of does tell you a little bit. So, like, and I don't think this is really ruining anything like that. But let's just say there is an application on the phone that causes a lot of problems uh, where demons tap into. When they say destroy demons in the Internet, that's essentially where they're going with that. Uh, the director of this movie is Kia Roach-Turner. He's the director of Wormwood Road of the Dead and Wormwood Chronicles of the Dead TV. If you guys are a fan of that movie, you kind of get an idea of what that is. He's also done Demon Runner. I guess it's a short uh, that was pretty cool, too, that you should check out. Also, this movie was written by Kia Roach-Turner and Tristan Roach-Turner, who also worked on all the same projects as his, I'm assuming brother or some sort of family member i'm not 100 percent sure dude they really seem like the new like wokowski brothers of like the wachowski yeah Wachow- yeah wachowski i don't it? know how you say it really but yeah they seem like the new age version of them but of like, the matrix with, yeah but in a more like offbeat okay cyberpunk way right in this movie we have ben o'toole who plays howard north he's the main star of the movie uh it's funny when i watched this movie and was like looking at the notes they just added all this stuff really because they didn't even tell you what the uh, yeah, so like it just it just popped up. People just started realizing what yeah. this movie was. So. I guess maybe they just forgot <laughs> to put it in or something. I don't know. He's been in a few things. He's been in the Water Diviner, Love Child, which he was in a bunch of seventeen episodes as a TV series, Hacksaw Ridge as Corporal Jessup, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Detroit, 
And he's also going to be in Bloody Hell and 12 Strong, uh, which was already out, too. So it also stars Monica Bellucci, who is uh, well known for The Matrix. She is Persephone. So she was in Reloaded and Revolution, which was really weird because I was trying to put my finger on how I knew this girl. I'm pretty sure she's the girl that was she was married to the guy who owns the, the club, the who, club, who yeah. like knew about all the like ghosts and all that. Other yeah. Shit. Yeah. The programming of the ghosts. She was also on in a movie called On the Milky Road. She was also in Twin Peaks. She was also in Villa Marie. And how weird is that? Yeah, we were just talking about The Matrix, too, which is weird. It's like, yeah, like the the Kevin Bacon thing. <laughs> like, how do they connect? Right she's there. been in a ton of films. She's also, you know, a lot of people's biggest crush, you know, from The oh, Matrix she's anyway. Cute. She's so. pretty cute. Uh, it also stars Caroline. Oh, she plays Finnegan, by the way, in the movie. Also stars Caroline Ford, who plays Molly. She's actually been in movies like Carnival Row, Once Upon a Time, Antisocial, Hieroglyph, Sleepy Hollow, and Still. Also stars Tess Halbrich, who plays Torque. She was in The Wolverine, Alien Covenant, Bleeding Steel, Infinity. Bad Mothers, Wolf Creek, of course, one of the big ones, and quite a few others. Also, the movie stars Epine Bob Savea, who plays Rangi, or Ranji, I think. Uh, he's been in a few films. He's in Fantail and Hibiscus and Ruthless, uh, but that's it. He's like the, the partner, the friend who to the main star. Right. So this movie was obviously made in uh, Australia. It was in Sydney and New South Wales. Uh, Patrick, what did you think of this movie? Dude, I, I really enjoyed this film. Like, it, it just screams everything that I used to think of when I, when I was a kid and, like, smoking, like, pot and, like, drinking and just watching, binge-watching horror movies and sci-fi flicks. It's just everything that you loved is in this film. I mean, it's not a perfect film. Okay. But not many films are. But it, 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 it will. Like, if you like that cyberpunk ghost futuristic i don't know even like had like a sense of like 80s to it with the the neon pastels they were using and right it, it was just fucking it was so good i mean like i said it's not perfect but i mean i think a lot of people out there are really going to enjoy this film and just when i was doing the 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 factoids about this film and watching interviews with directors and the cast and the crew it just like these direct directors in particular are fucking just right up my alley. Okay. They, they, they're really obsessed with Blade Runner. They, they're super huge potheads. Like, it's just very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> they really enjoy their pot, which I wish I could have joined now, but I can't. <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah, it, it's just so good. I think anybody who watches this film will enjoy the ride they take. Okay. It's a pretty glowing review from you. Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> like, I was squirting all over the fucking room when I watched this film. <laughs> Especially the music and the everything was, I think, as far as sound in this movie was on point. Yeah, um, I have a little, a couple of things about the like music that they used in it. While I liked it, I have a couple of issues. I feel like they well, should have sh pushed a little. bit. Well, that's bit. pretty much everything that I wanted to say right now mm -hmm. about the film. I, if I was gonna sum up in my own words, not using director's words, because what he said about the movie, what I thought of the movie, was almost the same thing. Right. But I thought it was more of a mix of. Like a cyberpunk Ghostbusters meets the Frighteners. Okay, cool. But he said like it was like uh, 
Ghostbusters meets Blade Runner meets really. Uh, what was the other one? Tron. Uh, Evil Dead. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he I said can if see you mix that. that up and just splattered it on a silver screen, that's what Necrotronic is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can see where you're uh, where you're saying with what your picks are. Yeah. I could definitely see that in there. Uh, Frighteners has that kind of jovial kind yeah, of exactly. jokiness to it, right? Um. Do you have anything else to add to that, or I thought it, it, it was very well acted. There wasn't any kind of like poor acting in this film. Okay. Everybody was on the on point, I believe. Right. And as far as like cinematography, sound, like I said, I thought everything was on point. It's not a perfect movie, but there wasn't a lot to complain about. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I've seen Wormwood. I don't. It's been a long while since I've seen it. I think I own it somewhere. I just haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. But I remember a lot of people getting really fond of it. And when I went to see this, I was like, okay, well, this is probably another stepping stone in the right direction for what they were going. But I had a really good time with this film, actually. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed this way more than I was expecting. Like, I was like, it's one of those movies that you look at and go, okay, this is, can go wrong really bad. Real fast, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it could go really bad, but right off the bat, you're thrown into the world. They did an amazing job of just grabbing you and putting you into that world instantly. I could see some people maybe having issue with the friend a little bit if yeah. if I, if they were particular more than I am. Right. I could see that. I'm not if saying you could just let go of some of those. Certain... I I didn't feel that way about him. There was Either a couple of missed beats. I feel like in that mix with not necessarily with him, but maybe how they cut it. Like right. it might have been too fast. Before watching it, I had seen uh, a low score on the film, really? and I was like. It sort of lowered my expectations, like, a what lot. What was the score, if you don't mind me asking? I don't remember at the time. I just remember it being lower than seems appropriate, you know? Yeah. But today, these days, like, if it's not the best movie you've ever seen, or it's garbage. It's a pile of garbage. I, th- dude, that's why I fucking I kinda... hate that about fucking re- people who think they're reviewers. It's and like, that's why most If you classics... think it's a pile of garbage, then you better sift through that fucking shit and fucking point out all the fucking turds, dude. Just imagine if the internet was around when Evil Dead first came out. Right. It, it wouldn't be a cult well, classic. the thing... Wasn't a famous fucking movie either. It yeah. made enough money to to meet expectations, but not the ad revenue. Mm. But anyway, uh, I was really surprised by this movie. It's got a really good pace to it. It flows really fucking well, minus a few jokes that didn't really land or maybe had like like those weird minor weird beats that just didn't. It either landed too quick or, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just a minor gripe, you know? Yeah. But I thought it was really good. I think of it as, and this is before I heard what you said about the directors, but I think of it as Ghostbusters meets Tron with hyper aggro demon possessed people, ghosts and electric neon unicorn blood splatter (laughs) and gore. Like lots of gore here. And I immediately off the bat got the vibe that they were going for in this, you know, like just immediately. Immediately. So it like had a really good tone. Sure, it has a couple of story elements you might have seen in other films with like magic or the tropes of not knowing you're powerful and then becoming powerful well, sort dude, of thing. I mean, it's in this time of day where everything's pretty much been said already. Right. Like, there's- I mean, that's a good argument to have a counter argument. But I mean, I'm just saying it feels familiar, but I don't have any problem with. It. But I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the guy who's who's a nobody who becomes the guy who's has untapped powers and attempts to save the world kind of trope like That's, an ash character it's a very tropey fucking thing which is fine i didn't have any problem with that it, it also sort of has like that buddy cop vibe with it too that 
Like Beverly Hill Cops or something like just that. Just yeah. something that didn't pull it off as well as maybe those greats, but I could definitely see that, that there was some influence from something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't know what to call it specifically, and they probably don't either, so... But I thought the acting is way better than average, and it meant to be sort of over the top anyway, so you can be over the top and it not land at all, and these guys did it good, I think, for the most part. They, of course, have Monica Bellucci really going over top, you know, with the acting there. But that, of course, is intentional. It was supposed to be that way. And we I kinda, all know for, we all know that she's not a horrible actress. A lot yeah. of people had an issue with her in this movie, but I thought she did it in kind of a sexy, wicked way. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I, thought, I. I thought it fit the tone of the film. It's supposed to be oh, yeah. this way. So I, I didn't really have any issue with it. Maybe they just wanted her star to shine a little bit more in this movie. But I don't know. I still think the tone is meant to be this way, no matter what any argument is to say. But I, I really... Really admired how much they were able to pull off in this film and while like i mentioned the the story has that the guy coming to his powers and he never really knew he sort of had thing it really went all out and made its own rules of demons and necromancing and you know married with technology on top of it which right. i thought was really really smart and really fun and really current you know, even if it's so outrageous that you don't believe any of it, the, the, the rule set that they made for it was fucking cool. It was, it was on point. I thought it was cool, man. Yeah, like I sure. was genuinely interested where the technology was going to go with this demonology shit, you know, but it's got lots of action, guns. It's stylistic, ultra stylistic, I would oh, even yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, and fun. That's why I compare it to Tron because it has that kind of aesthetic a little bit, you know? I also thought, you know, it's it's got colors all over the fucking screen. And for some people, that may be like CGI blah, like garbage throw up shit. But honestly, like when I look at this film, I look at the the graphic design elements and the like graphics and the, the special effects that they did. And I think of like the Carpenter Brute guys who did the fucking Turbo Killer uh, trailer video. Oh, dude, I cannot. Wait and they're doing movie. the blood machines. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't have any problem with that because it kind of fits into that niche of like that thing you know yeah. so plus i mean it does have practical effects in this movie too like quite a bit mm -hmm. and, and i mean cgi i mean has its place i mean especially with these these new directors that don't have a lot of money to 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 play with i mean you gotta you gotta sure. find cut corners well, some places I, I honestly think they went for more style than they did with like realism and yeah. i and i didn't mind that i think that's like actually acceptable mm -hmm. like if you're gonna use cgi be stylish about it and For they sure. did with this movie like i really liked it uh the third act sort of suffers from that you know the fatigue of all of this shit going on a little bit but it's actually a lot better in the end than i was expecting so it even kind of may have a couple of different endings i won't say but and they kind of throw you through a loop that there might be a sequel yeah and i wouldn't mind it dude i would oh, love yeah. to see a sequel to this even though you know it is sort of typical it's it's from the guy who did wormwood so you sort of know what to expect if you have seen that if you haven't i highly recommend that you go see it to see what independent film can be like uh, on a small budget with a big idea and like Check it out. I, I, it's, I do remember it being pretty good. Like, I think this probably will stick with me more than that one, uh, personally. And it's hard for me to give it a score, but if I have to say it's like a seven or an eight and a total guilty pleasure fun movie to watch for most people. Right. It's like 
what is a good movie? Is it when they do everything right? Or is it when it's entertaining? I think this is a little bit of both. And that's why I'd probably land in the middle to call it a 7.5, call it halvesies between seven and eight. See, I was going more towards like, if I was going to score it, I would say more 8.5 because it did tickle that. Inner yeah. Well, that's child what I'm saying. It's, it's tough for me because there's like elements of it where it kind of let me down, but not really. Right. And it wasn't like the breadth of talent of like hereditary, but it was never meant to be. So it's really hard to score. Like I don't, I'd almost this personally like to throw just a ten on it, just because like you I know, probably, not many people are doing movies like this. Okay, well I would because of how unique it was and what it did and how it surprised me, I would definitely say it deserves at least an eight. Yeah, how about that? You happy now? No, eight point five for me. Sorry. Okay, eight point five for you. All right. I'll be picking it up on Blu-ray if they have it right now. Currently, it's just on DVD. But I, I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those movies that they pick up on Shutter, which means we might yeah. not see a Blu-ray for for a while. I'm still waiting to get that terrified movie on Blu-ray that I want so fucking bad. Um, that was one of my top films of last year, and it's on Shutter. But I, I would I could see that this movie would fit into the Shutter uh, world. So I I don't know what. What you got to do to watch it, but it's out for VOD, so you can rent it or you can buy a DVD of it now. I'll be waiting for that Blu-ray. Hopefully, I'll buy it as soon as it comes on sale. I suggest you guys rent it. Throw some bucks their way. You know, help build this fucking film. Sure. I really enjoyed it, though. I mean, it's a really good film. I highly recommend people watch it. It's, it's, I, I think it definitely deserves an eight. You're probably right. I just had a hell of a time trying to judge it because it's like, I had this discussion with someone recently about like, what is a good film and what is a so bad it's good film? And like, how do you judge, you know, based on like hereditary versus, you know, something that's just garbage, but you enjoy it so much. Yeah. You know, like how do you, is, is entertainment is like, how, how entertaining was it is also should be a fact in the scoring but sometimes the entertainment value is so much higher than the than the supposed artistic talent you know mm. but i honestly think this is a very stylish movie so this is just a launching point for what they're going to do next oh yeah and I'm, they're I'm only going to get it. better yeah i'm down dude I, I am down for whatever they do guys you should uh definitely check out this film i would highly recommend you rent it and then when you're done renting it Buy, buy it. it yeah and and if if you guys are listening and you guys are part of the movie in any way fa- you know shape or form part of the uh distribution company or whatever let me know when the blu-ray is coming out because i am a physical collector and i would love to have that yeah on. i got it right behind me it's it's I, i'm always afraid <laughs> it's gonna crush me one day <laughs> it's just so huge one day it will Patrick. <laughs> that's gonna one be my day. end is your fucking blu-ray collection yeah one day you <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> One last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we get out of the spoiler-free review. What did you think of the music in the in the movie? I enjoyed it, dude. Okay. I, I think it, 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 it amped me up. It did everything that it was supposed to do when you watch a film. I'm a little conflicted with it, not in a bad way, though. All right. Like, because I like it. Explain yourself. Okay, well, like, it has that big movie sound, and I think that it gave the movie, it made the movie feel bigger as big as it needed to be. Really, yeah. truly, it did. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. I'm just saying that part of me, because I was getting that Carpenter Brute fucking Vibe. turbo killer yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. stylistic, ultra stylistic uh, style shit, you know, like I was thinking, what would it be like with like a fucking, you know, dark synth fucking soundtrack? Like if they would have like gone all out for that. Oh, yeah. You know, man. like. Oh. 
I appreciate that they wanted to go for that Ghostbusters kind of feel, which totally makes sense. But a part of me is like, oh, I kind of wonder if like they would have added that in there a little bit. And I wonder if they would have they were tossing that idea around or they were like, no, Ghostbusters, let's go for it. Mm. Because you can tell you tell that they were inspired by Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. So but anyway, guys, so Patrick did the trivia on this one. So if you don't want any spoilers or anything like that, you might want to skip it. But for those of you who have seen it or don't mind, um, there are timestamps in every one of our episodes. You can always skip to any favorite part. If you want to skip to the next movie and go into the spoiler free review, you can do it below. So when I did the the, the trivia for this, I just watched some interviews that I could find about Necatronic. And one of them was to, from the Toronto uh, Film Festival. Right. Okay. And uh, it was interesting. The host asked uh, how uh, Tristan had the idea for 3D printing ghosts because he thought that was interesting. And I, I kind of thought it was a pretty cool idea as well. Apparently, he, he's always been fascinated with the idea of ghosts. Being an electrician by trade, he's always been fascinated with how systems How he would work. catch her. Yeah, yeah, how systems would work. And, uh, and he just wanted to bring that element to the film, which is pretty cool makes sense because you think of ghostbusters and that's like how they marry the two too right as big as a twinkie (laughs) a twinkie bro that's a huge twinkie (laughs) another i mean it's a small tidbit but i liked it because i really enjoy mad max and mad max fury road but they used uh, david white for their sound designer which was also the same guy who did sound design for mad max fury road oh that's really why i enjoyed the fucking sound in this film I thought everything fit perfectly. Like, it all made really good sounds. Like, really... Yeah. I don't know. It just felt really cool. Like, everything just looked really cool. And the the the, the aesthetics just went perfectly. Yeah, the sound and the yeah. imagery was just perfectly married. Yeah. Like, they did just, a really good job. It's a neat little package, guys. So, if you guys really like Wormwood, there is a TV series out for it. Mm-hmm. And there's also a VR experience that coincides with the TV series. Now, I haven't got to experience this yet, but I'm really intrigued. I just got a VR helmet, so... We need to get that. Yeah. We need to see how this shit works. Well, I was watching at Spectre Studios, I believe, that's doing it, and they um, are also working on Necrotronic. Ooh. Where you can, like, shoot ghosts and stuff. Dude. And I was, like, watching some of the stuff. I can't remember. His name is David Pierce, I guess, from Spectre Studios. But anyway, I was watching it. I was like, is this really happening? Because I just watched <laughs> the movie, and I would love to play this in VR. So, yeah, man. Like, I was yeah. looking that up today just, like, out of curiosity because... We need to get on it because... I want to see it. Yeah, dude. I really want to see it. Let us know, guys. Come on. Hook us up. Like, we'll fucking... We give the best blowjobs on the fucking internet, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take my teeth out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you need a picture from behind, I'll give it to you. What do you want? Also, I I thought it was uh, interesting that the the phone app, that aspect of the film didn't come into fruition towards the end of filming. And it was right around the same time that, no, what what am I going to say? Pokemon Go came out. Right. So it's very inspired by that, in which it, it translates when you watch totally, it. Totally. 100%. Even the fucking name of the fucking thing was Damacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, so you it's just Damacon, it. dude. It's totally in there, man. I, I totally get it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. I actually stopped playing Pokemon Go because my wife got more Pokemon than I did. And I was like, well, fuck this. I don't yeah, it's Demacon or Damacon <laughs> or whatever. However you say that, you know when they spell it with D-A-E. Right, which was the name of the company. Right, which yeah. Which brings me to my other bit of trivia the logo 
for this company, if you guys don't know. It's like sixes that are joined at the end. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Which, the omen or whatever. Right, not only the omen, but it was also the same symbol they used in Dario Gento's film, The Church. Right, okay. Yeah, which was... Which I is thought, technically Demons 3. Yeah, yeah. Considerably. It's you, considered to be... You want to push up your glasses smugly hey, now? Hey, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> what, are you getting jealous that I know this shit? No. Oh, uh, you're getting me hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're putting it away, dude. <laughs> It's going to make it weird to record after this. Uh, Kia actually said that this film was inspired to a uh, a trip that he took to a small town in Australia called uh, Hill's End. Okay. And I guess this hotel that he was staying at, there was a book with, uh, I think it was called Paranormal and Photography. That was the name of it? Yeah. I guess it's a picture of like really old pictures of ghosts. Right. Like he said, like a hundred year old pictures of these Why ghosts. Why would he put that in the hotel? Was it haunted, I wonder? I don't know. That's interesting. But, uh... I, I guess when he first had the idea for this film, he really wanted it to be simple. He just wanted it to be about ghosts. Yeah. And three years later, it turned into this. It turned into this. So, which like, I think he, was a good, good idea. Would it be cool? What if we had an app with the phone? And the, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, like the internet is kind of destroying the world right now. Right. So, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like demons are living in the internet anyway. So, <laughs> I'm not joking, man. Like people are fucking. They don't know how to handle all this fucking goddamn information, man. They're going crazy. You know what I mean? Right. It, it doesn't matter where you live, but America in particular, because we just soak up media. Like, right. like literally, we f- like if there was like a, uh, a, a an ethereal plane of our our bodies, like it would be like a slug sucking on televisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and computer monitors and shit. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. How's that for high speak? <laughs> you got anything else? It's pretty yeah, good. yeah. Uh, Tess and uh, Coraline, who played uh, Molly and Tork in the film, mm-hmm. they did a lot of research as far as uh, heroines. They they really based a lot of their characters around Sigourney Weaver's character in yeah. Alien, Ripley, and uh, totally got that vibe. And Linda Linda Hamilton's character in uh, Terminator. Both those women Sarah are Connor. badass. Dude. Yeah, one of the directors told uh, Caroline that she she wanted to really work on that. That thousand yard stare, you know what right. I mean? And, and it, I, I, she nailed it. I thought they did. I, so they did dude, great research. All of them are really great. And a lot of the things that happened in the movie really kind of blew me away because, like, I was like, surprised, you know, right. what happened. So do you have any more trivia? That, that was my my last little tidbit. My okay. little tidbits. It was good, man. I like that. That's a lot of fun. Some of the scenes in this movie, let's get into that because. Right off the bat, like, you're introduced to these two guys who are garbage disposal guys <laughs> who, who essentially, I'm assuming, empty out fucking uh, those... Sewage lines or... Or just those fucking porta-potties or whatever, you know what I it mean? Didn't look, it looked like... They didn't look like porta-potties to me. I don't know, but all I can say is they the got shit all waste over Waste disposal. Them. Right. Employees or And whatever. it's like, it sprays on them and, I was, and it's just like, oof. Ugh, you kind of gag a little but bit. But orig- it really gives you the tone of these two guys, you right. know, and like how just dynamic they are together in a way. But there's a part where they drive off after that and his friend is collecting ghosts on that app, the the fucking Damacon. Yeah, Damacon. <laughs> whatever. I don't know how you say it because I'm not used to say Damon, you know, demon, whatever. Uh, but his friend is collecting ghosts and he notices his buddy Howard, the the main co- the main star of the movie, is glowing behind the thing. He's like, whoa, bro. He's like, you're glowing, man. <laughs> and then like a bystander suddenly after he like, 
captures him. He taps on the screen because you can capture ghosts this way. And he's already shown him a couple of ghosts and things. And he was like, he taps it just because out of curiosity. And, And the guy's like, all of a sudden, Howard wakes up from this fucking, you know, what do you call it? A necromancing slumber. Right. Uh, it awakens and, his power. Right. And, and it fucking, all of a sudden you see like his mother activates another demon and it's like head goes up and it's like screeching. And then all of a sudden these phones that people are also playing the game on start attacking people by, by Howard and his, his friend, uh, Ringa. Uh, and just comes at him, like launches at him. Dude, the, that actor. He brought like dude, I, dude, yeah, so good. That's not easy shit to do. Like thinking about just moving like that, you really got to be on. And you imagine, just imagine how many times he had to fucking do that. Right. That's what it, it really gives. Give tip your hat to the fucking producer and the, the director to this film because they mo- well the actor too. What are you talking about? Well, the actor too, but you you know the the direction of this film. Sure, yeah, and how they wanted wanted it to be. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was really cool. I thought I thought that was a lot of fun. That whole scene. They're like, you know, I think I don't remember if that's where his friend dies. Right? Is it? It's a little bit after that scene. I okay. think when they. Yeah. How what how did he I don't remember how he died. He got shot by one of the demons when they were trying That's to escape right. one of the other buildings, yeah. And then it, Howard was, wakes up in the hospital. Right, but after clutching onto him something happened and he he That's right. Made he yells. him a race. Yeah, because they find out he finds out that he's this necromancer from this family and his mom is actually the bad guy and all this other shit. And they shit. were like some of the most badass, you know, right. necromancers out there. Of course. Yeah. But I, I love the part where he wakes up in the hospital after getting hit by the car and he sees his buddy. <laughs> yeah, this is the corner. <laughs> yeah, standing on the wall as a ghost. What's up, bro? He's like, I'm a ghost, bro. <laughs> I'm a, that's what he said. I'm a ghost, bro. <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I don't know, man. Every time I try to leave, you fuck, I'm always show back up where you. So why, what am I doing here? <laughs> Just, I love that little peer into that world. And then the nurse comes in and says, are you all right? And he's like, my friend just fell off the ceiling and ripped his face off. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty funny. Because he like distorts it kind of like in a. He's like, I could look what I could do with my face. And yeah, he does that whole thing where it's like almost like, like Beetlejuice. Yes, or, exactly. Right. Totally. Yeah. I, I bet you I wonder if that's like some inspiration there. Probably, dude. Yeah. Um, well, what about the hand slapping thing? He's like, I don't know what I could do, but I could do this. And he like slaps his hand like a sticky hand. And yeah. it's like all this like ectoplasm just splatters everywhere. And he get, it gets him into trouble later, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of where the the comedy the beat, joke kind of did, yeah, didn't land. It right? didn't land perfectly. Like, I don't know. Like, it almost felt like it was coming. It, yeah. it might have been because they wanted to keep the pace so fast. Mm. that it did it did come out that way and maybe it's the timing it's just a simple thing it's minor and I, it's really minor i don't know why i keep bringing it up but yeah stop it Alex. well it's the only thing that i was like thinking about i'm not i'm not a fucking dickhead here you know what i mean like i didn't say it destroyed the movie i give it an eight you fucking dick <laughs> one of the other parts do you like the part where they summon the demon and the ne- and the necromancer lair Oh, dude. That's cool, well, they right? Did 3D printing. <clears throat> yeah, he's like, it's a demon, demon 3D printer. And I really, you can tell that they just love the 80s and 90s fucking sci-fi horror genre because those boxes they use with these spirits in them are totally Hellraiser, the puzzle box yeah, from Hellraiser. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, it, 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 it put the, They put their own spin it's a on nod, it. It's a nod. It's a tip of the hat yeah. to it, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of nods in the film, actually. A little bit. Like, just little things. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again, but... 
and I wouldn't mind it because I really did enjoy it. Both of our our ladies didn't even get to see it either. <laughs> no, and they're like, "God damn it, I wish I would." And after seen we're it. gushing out of it, everybody's like, "Oh, we probably should have watched it. I wish I would have watched it." <laughs> Dude, I love the part where fucking Tor goes inside the the internet and like goes to attack the fucking demons lair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, his mom Finnegan or whatever, and Tor's head pops. <laughs> after she's trying to steal the data from the demon network yeah, like she was trying to like dude i was not expecting that like that was like and his whole face is fucking red yeah, it was definitely you could tell like right there i thought of evil dead and like you know when ash saw somebody like this the blood is just, like, just drowning his face yeah, and it's funny because, like, her sister, it's funny because, like, after all of that happens, because she pops in the van that right. they drive around, their fucking necro van, and, <laughs> and fucking, their fucking, their ecto, their necro one, get it? <laughs> ecto one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and they fucking, like, I don't know, like, she's still got blood all over her shirt. Yeah. The sister. <laughs> And I'm like, really? You wouldn't have taken that off, maybe? Like, your sister's all over you? I don't know. And, like, I kind of didn't get what you were saying earlier about the Tron thing until I started actually thinking about some of the the suits on. Yeah, Yeah, those suits are totally Tron. Yeah, but the colors and everything is just very super cyber-y, you know? Yeah. I started making those connections after I started actually thinking about it. But they, they, they bring her back. I thought this was a really cool bit of, like, demon technology uh, lore. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, like, really interesting stuff because they bring her back in the demon 3D printing, and they, they summon her. So she's, like, part human, part rave. Yeah, it's kind of reminding me of, like, Jason X there a little right. bit. You know, where, like, the robot chick and also Jason coming back from the fucking nanobites or whatever. For some reason, it kind of, like, resonated doom with me a little bit oh yeah yeah totally i mean there's there's a lot and it, it definitely does have an a, a there's doom. loads of tips of the cap in this film right it's yeah like, i don't know if that was intentional or not but i loved how she was she was such a badass like she oh, was dude. like partially green except for her eyes for some reason they like and she would like cut off her fingers and stuff and like it like put charges on it because like the the liquid was so flammable that you know, it would explode. So it was like cool that they even thought this right. stuff through. Oh, yeah, dude. Like little minor things that they thought of that I thought was really cool. Regardless her, if it made any like logical sense necessarily, it was still cool. And her makeup design totally reminded me of like Mystique from like X-Men or something. Yeah. Well, and, and we didn't even mention she's like she 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 kills all these demons to I love you, baby. And if it's quite all right, I love you. Copyright. <laughs> Please don't sue me tonight. Please don't. Co- all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was really great. That was a little really fun tone to have. Yeah. Uh, in the film. Uh, did you think did you like that or? Oh, yeah. I, okay. th- there wasn't much about this film, like I said, that I can complain about. The only other scene, and I don't want to ruin everything for everybody who hasn't seen it. So if you haven't seen this, don't, don't, you don't want to hear this, but you think the, the movie's over when they win at one point in time and like bring her back. But then it's like, no, shit's not over yet. Mama demon gets out and rips off Tor's head. <laughs> she like tears it apart in half. Right. Like, and oh. I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and then uh, after she comes up out of the 3D printer, and I thought that was like a cool little additional yeah. thing, you know, like it wasn't over yet. And she was like, just be careful. Your mom's going to be pretty ugly. And I'm, boy, was she. <laughs> they should have put some nipples all over her. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it's like man. like seventeen nipples on her head. <laughs> Even that dude, like like her design, it really reminded me of the Revenant from Doom. Like kind of yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, so or there good. was that other game. I can't remember what it was. It it was about demons. It was called Agony. Oh, okay. <laughs> that everybody was saying like it was an agony to play because it really was. <laughs> uh, like this really is a really good portrayal of hell because I'm really not having a hard time enjoying it. <laughs> like get me out of this game. But yeah, no, it kind of had that curved horns yeah. in the front, you know? So it was a pretty cool design. Uh, yeah. And so, you could definitely tell it was a female. And if you've listened this far and you've, are, you haven't seen this movie, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah, fuck you, you know? <laughs> no, but we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about that I did the research on, too. Um, and uh, it's a new film that just came out. A lot of people have been wondering what the fuck it's going to be about. When we heard about it, everybody was... There was some controversy about it. Yeah, uh, some people were like, it's Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff. Well, there's some story on that that we'll kind of cover in and about that in a little bit. And that movie is the Banana Splits movie. A horror film, actually. So the story is a boy named Harley and his family, brother Austin, mother Beth, and father Mitch, attends a taping of the Banana Splits TV show. Because this is like an alternate world where the Banana Splits still exist. Yeah. And they're still popular. After since the 60s and 70s, um, which is supposed to be a sort of a fun filled birthday for young Harley and business as usual for Rebecca, the producer of the series. But things take an unexpected turn and the body count starts to quickly rise. Can Harley, his mom and their new pals safely escape? Find out on BTV. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So this movie is directed by Danishka Esterhazy. She was the second unit director on Channel Zero, the Dream Door t- season, which was the last season that they did, unfortunately, because I really loved that show. Uh, she's also directed Suddenly Ever After, The Trials of Rasputin, and also H&G. It's also written by Jed e- Elinoff and Scott Thomas. They did The Haunting Hour of R.L. Stein, Malibu Rescue, the series and uh, movie. It's on Netflix, I guess. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated TV show. Four episodes of that. Worst Prom Ever, My Super Psycho Sweet 16, one through three. Celebrity Deathmatch. They did like four episodes yeah. of that, too. So I was pretty interested. I was like, oh, wow. Um, some of the cast in this movie is Danny Kind, who plays Beth. She's the mom. She was in Maid of Honor on TV. It's a TV movie. Decoys 2, Alien Seduction, Summer's Moon, Carney, and the upcoming Two Deaths of Henry Baker. Also starring is Finlay Wojtak, his song, who is Harley, the main kid. The Kindness of Strangers is a movie he was in, and the upcoming movie Dreamcatcher. Which I wonder, is it going to be related to I don't think so. It's, it's probably why they misspelled it. Who yeah. Knows? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, also stars Romeo Carrere, who is Austin. He was in Pie Wacket as Rob, uh, which I watched for last year, one of the movies that came out last year. How was it? If you don't, uh, some people really loved it, and I was kind of uh, kind You're of on the fence about it. It was more than it. It kind of there were some things in it that kind of pissed me off because I, you know, have <laughs> delved into the goth industrial world. Yeah, and it kind of like preyed on that stereotypical side a little too much oh, for me to enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't. I, that's all I really remember but he was also in a movie called boys versus girls and don't talk to irene this movie also stars steve lund who plays mitch the dickhead stepdad he was in blue mountain state tv show alphas hemlock grove haven 
He was about five episodes of that. He did 33 episodes in Bitten TV show, too. And he's on Street Legal, the TV show as well. Also stars Maria Nash, who is Zoe, Harley's friend. She was in the movie Polar on Netflix with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, where he shoots a dog. A dog. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's I... an accident, but still. Uh, he, she was also, she was also in Killjoys, The Handmaid's Tale, and Ransom. Also, uh, I wanted to give a nod to Eric Bauza. He was the guy who did the voice of all the banana splits. His first time in a horror movie, by the way. He's worked on Batman versus TMNT, which is amazing. He also did a lot of the TMNT stuff, period, like, uh, the newer stuff. Yeah. He's I, also uh, in the movie, I guess, that's coming out, Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus movie, Ben 10, Omniverse, Transformers, Robots in Disguise, DuckTales Remastered, and Ollie and Scoops. Uh, this movie released at Comic-Con back in July 18th of 2019, and it's out now. Which was funny, because it just seems like a lot of the people they chose to work on this movie had experience with working on children's cartoons or TV shows. Sure. It shows through the film. Like, yeah, you can they tell. all did. They, they talk about that in some of the uh, interviews I watched uh, that we'll talk about in a little bit. But what were your thoughts on this? I was expecting a lot more than I got. Not to say this movie was bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not to be expected to be right. it, top it, budget. Yeah, it's not amazing. But I, I really wanted to go to a, a whole other place, and it, I, I really wanted to take it there. Right. And it, it, it didn't exactly take it there. I mean, there is some really good gore in this movie. There's some good shots, great cinematography here and there. I wouldn't say throughout, but mm-hmm. there is some really good shots. Right. Uh, I, it was okay. I would definitely suggest to give it a watch if you've never seen mm-hmm. it and you were just kind of intrigued by the idea of it. Okay. Give it a watch. I mean, you won't, I mean, you just what, don't expect too much. Just what go did along you think the of the, the acting in it? Eh. That was a little iffy. Yeah, it was iffy. But was it passable for you? Some pe- it, it, it was like doted out. Like some people were really good. Other people were kind of eh, a little over the top, a little teetering there a little bit. Okay. But, but overall, like I said, it, it's not terrible. You you will enjoy yourself if you watch this film. Just don't expect too much. Right. What did you think about it? Well, I mean, I mean, it's essentially a, the banana splits. If you guys remember that show from the from like back of the seventies, it, it's been tried to reboot a bunch of times. It's really weird that that this got turned into a horror film. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. They even got the rights for right. it. Right. It's 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 well, they owned it. Um. Uh. The 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 parent company owned it. I think it was like Warner Brothers or something like right. that. And, and it was a Hanna Barbera, right? Yeah. So they owned that, and they owned the because this was like. There was H. There was H.R. Puffin stuff back in the day. Yeah, and then there was this, which was supposed to be like the monkeys. Dude, you know? okay. Remember when we were talking about the Mister Show? Yeah. Before, remember that yes. the Puffin stuff yes. episode? Oh, yeah, dude. Don't, <laughs> call and get pizza, but don't know. <laughs> they'll know we're high. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but this is essentially about the, a weird tale of the original banana splits getting their show canceled. And, uh, so I gotta say for a movie about killer banana splits, nostalgia robots coming to kill your childhood figuratively and the cast literally, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's actually not that bad. 
I mean, no, no. It, I mean, you sort of knew by the trailer it wasn't going to be a ten out of a ten film, right? It's not going to be a top notch, right? Yeah, like that. that's why I said. But in its defense, one, I don't think it's supposed to be, and two, it's actually sort of pulls off being slightly better than average, you know? Yeah, like I was expecting it to be kind of a shit show a little bit, you know? And I mean, it did take a while for me to get into the film. Like, it really took a while. Um, I appreciated why they did it because in a way there was a lot of controversy with this film and a lot of people who are fans of it. So they kind of wanted to like, oh, get like honor them while tearing it apart and punching all those fans in the face. <laughs> right in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> Baga. Um, I rolled my eyes a few times, but in the end I came out sort of getting it, so to speak, quote unquote. You know, this movie's caused a little bit of controversy. Like I mentioned, because it it took a really beloved franchise and turned it into a kind of a horror joke. You know, I mean, it is considered a horror comedy, so I can understand why people might be upset. But I'm not one of those people. I really don't give a shit either. (laughs) So just know that going in. I feel like that's somewhat important. Um, But the acting is passable to me, um, meaning I can tolerate it and nobody's going to go home winning any Oscars for it, obviously. No, (laughs) not by any means. But, you know, for the stupid and silly movie, they did their jobs and they did it better than I expected. Plus, I mean, holy shit, the gore wasn't half bad. No, it actually was kind of fun. It's what I think made it better for me. Right. It wasn't a gore fest by any means, but there was decent. Oh, there's some there's some moments that that are pretty fun. Uh, I really didn't think they were going to do that much to begin with. So, and they kind of like bleed it in slowly until like the second or third kill. And like, you're like, oh, okay. Wow. Dude, I was really, really hoping for a nod to Terminator throughout this home film. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just like, you know, something with the thumb coming. No, no, no. I would, uh, you know, I would, of course, to love to see a lot more because I'm a sick fuck, uh, apparently, these days. <laughs> but I think them going the extra mile with that gore made me a happier viewer for my experience, personally. There are some kills that go from for the gusto and then some that just kind of are there. Yeah. Um, but hey, it is practical effects, guys. We got to appreciate our wins where we can get them. So, you know, it made it a better film overall. Now, what if you remove the gore? Eh, I think most people who are not fans of gore or probably wouldn't like this as much. Yeah. I don't think this is intended to be serious by any means, which I I didn't really laugh until like the third act. It's not exactly funny, but the idea of these fucking characters killing you is kind of funny. And like, you know, there's some scenes that I was like, oh, my God, like, that, <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous, but like weird. Like, like, I almost didn't know how to feel, you know, it's like right. that, that really cheerful glee sort of cheery way of kind of uh, killing people and appealing to weirdos like me, you know, <laughs> so don't get me wrong. It may sound like I love the film in a lot of ways, but it definitely has its flaws. Plenty. So a plenty, a plenty. But. How do you judge a movie that wasn't meant to be serious anyway? It's supposed to be schlocky, silly fun, right? So part of me, though, this is the thing. Part of me wonders, what if a, what if a film like this had taken it a little bit more seriously? You know, oh, dude. what would it look like? I, I I think it'd be miles better than what it was. Because it's brightly lit. And, yeah. a, and a lot of people are comparing it, like I mentioned earlier, to Five Nights at Freddy's. And personally, I don't think they would be wrong. 
especially because some people online are saying that it's based on an unused, rejected Five Nights at Freddy's script, which Warner Brothers apparently originally had the Five Nights at Freddy's movie rights. But I can't confirm that. I kind of did some digging around, and apparently Blumhouse got the rights, so it is possible that they wanted to make a version that they could get away with. And they're like, what do we got in our catalog? Well, we got the fucking banana splits. <laughs> Let's go with that. And, I, you know, it's a perfect fit. Yeah. A lot of it really does feel like a Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you've ever watched any of the gameplay or seen any of the toys, that these kids love that shit. So maybe they thought, hey, maybe if we make it. But I heard that the writer or the guy who created Five Nights at Freddy kind of backed out of the whole deal and, like, it just didn't work for him. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. Take it for that. Um, some of the cinematography was okay. As I mentioned before, the lighting was really kind of getting on my nerves, actually. Yeah, it's because it too was bright. too bright. It was too bright, and I get it. Like, you know, it's supposed to be bright and cheerful against the murderous, blood-soaked characters for contrast, you know, which I, I totally understand, but part of me really would have liked to see them lurking in the dark a little bit more to kind of play with that a bit more, but maybe that's not this movie in particular. Yeah, they definitely would have done a lot of favors to add a little suspense. I think it could have sure. could have tangled with both comedy and that sort of darker slasher element, like edge of your seat, like this tension building scenes. Yeah, it would definitely would have aided this film. Like the literal banana splits, snorky sized elephant in the room, so to speak, that they didn't address. Sort of kind of feeling. That's what it felt like with me. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt like. There was this opportunity right there. What they do in the movie, and I'm not spoiling anything when I say this, is that they take that tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la song and slow it down with the same notes. Yeah. But it's like tra-la-la, ding-ding-ding, like an old fucked-up piano kind of sounding, yeah. like toy piano or whatever, which is cool. But I just feel like if it would have been darker and you yeah, see a little them bit like, more grittier, or yeah, something, like yeah. them lurking in the corners and stuff like that, kind of oh, like Five Nights at Freddy's, oh. right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all in all, this movie passed my expectations more than I thought I was going to. But I knew, like I mentioned before, it wasn't exactly going to be fucking top tier filmmaking. Uh, but I ended up sort of liking it. It accomplished what it wanted to do, I'm sure. And the movie is unfortunately not out for rent. So you have to buy it currently on Blu-ray, DVD, or buy the digital copies or... You can wait till it airs on Sci-Fi on August 27th, apparently. I'm sure after that, they will put it out for rent. I'm not sure why they didn't, though. It's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Uh, they kind of did something similar with the Leprechaun, the Sci-Fi thing, except they did it the reverse. Like, they didn't put it out on Blu-ray, so nobody could buy it. You're talking about the revised, the re- like kind of like re The new Leprechaun, yeah. The, yeah, the guy uh, that did The Void did it. Dude, I, I didn't like the new Leprechaun. Wait, which one? Wait, well, which one are you talking about? You know there's a new, new, new one, right? I did not know there was a new, new, Last new one. Last year, new one. Oh, no, I didn't see. I saw the one that came no, out like no, 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 four no. years ago. Yeah, no, you're you're way off. The guy who did the Void movie d- did Leprechaun before that. What? Yeah, so he did it, and it's actually kind of good. Like, I didn't think it was, like, amazing, but I thought it was damn good. What was the scale you would give that? I don't know. I don't, that's for another time. We, right. We'll review it one day. But this one in particular, the banana splits, is it worth rushing out to buy necessarily? Eh. Wait till it comes out sci-fi, see if you... Yeah, and I don't know if that one's going to be cut to shit or what. Yeah. Sorry, but I would probably say no. It's probably not. 
I wouldn't mind owning this film because I like weird shit. Um, but I think for most people, it might be a little bit of a miss unless you just know what to expect with these kind of films. I, I think most people will. But for that niche audience that wants to see Banana Splits killing people, this will be that for them. But it's yeah, I kind of had a hard time judging it. You I just know what don't I mean? know if you'd want to jump into $20 right like right. that. Like, you know what I mean? So like I, I still teetering between a five and a six. And maybe that's too low. I don't know. But like, that's where I'm at. Well, I mean, it's a film about your childhood characters coming to kill you in bloody, stupid, fun ways while screaming silly hey! stuff in the background, you know. <laughs> you know, there's something worthwhile in that, you know, to some degree. I mean, that it, I don't know. You have to appreciate it sort of going there in some regards. I mean, that's the wonderful spirit of horror. Is it Meet the Feebles sort of cool? Not really. Nope. And even that movie has its flaws, too, but that's why I compare it in a way, because... Yeah. That one's a little bit more balls to the wall, though, and it's almost kind of desensitizes you by the end of the movie, and you're kind of bored with it by that time because they've already blown their load all over your viewer eyes and mouth, and it's like gurgling in your throat. Like it's bukkake from the it's, get-go. It's pretty heavy duty, Meet the Feebles, but I personally think it has something to, you know, something of value. Maybe it's more like a 5.5 for me. Yeah, like, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm just stuck between the 5 and the 6. It's Maybe better 5. than 5. average. I would say it's better than average. 5.5 or 6 out of 10. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty... That's pretty fair. That's fair, I think, yeah. you know. Uh, it's slightly above average for this type of low-budget, silly theme movie. So it's not the wildly funny or creepy movie it could have been necessarily for my taste. But, I mean, why not? You know, if you would watch this kind of movie by watching the trailer and knowing the premise, you'd probably watch it anyway. Plus, it's got... Enough blood and grew to push most gore hounds over the finish line of average. You know what I mean? It'll Above average. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it's probably not for fans of people who were fans of the original show. Yeah, they'd probably hate this. Um, and it, and it is also not for people who don't like gore. So if you aren't those two types of people, you should probably not watch it. But anybody else, you might like it. So by the way, quick tiny spoiler. 10 second spoiler i'll tell you when if you were wondering whether or not and i won't spoil this for you so after i uh, after i say spoiler alert you'll know but if you're worried about children getting killed spoiler alert you know you don't have to worry about that some people might have wanted it but it's not in here so spoiler off (laughs) (laughs) game off so yeah, so we both gave it about a five point five six. That's yeah, that's kind of where fair. I was. I think it's, it's fair. It's tough for me to like. I feel weird like judging a movie. Like some, I, like one of my buddies was saying that people who like give point fives are chicken shits, and I'm like, not really. I just don't like to shit on people's art. Well, not only that, it's 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 really just struggling to actually put a score to it you know what i mean because i need to see it again really to to really know exactly it's one of those movies that i'm not like rushing to go buy Mm. but if it was on sale somewhere i'd pick it up you know what the fuck so i got a lot of trivia on this by the way guys and i'll try to get through some of this Uh, i have some of the history of the original tv show so you guys kind of get an idea when it came out when all this other stuff so it's pretty interesting stuff everybody come close grandpa's gonna tell us a story I see Bobby, I see Susie, I see Janet and Bobby again. What the fuck are you doing here, Bobby? Do you remember Paddington Bear, the fucking magic mirror thing? No. 
Romper Room. You never remember that show? Uh-uh. Anybody, if you know what the fucking Romper Room is, please sound off in the comments below, because I don't want to feel like an please old fuck. Please educate us, Grandpa. Now shut the fuck up, <laughs> you fucking little... Anyway, this is, of course, based on the Banana Splits Adventure Hour, which was an American hour-long packed television variety program featuring the Banana Splits. It's a fictional rock band composed of four funny animal characters, and the costume hosts of the show are Flegel, who is a beagle dog who plays guitars and sings. He was voiced by Paul Winchell, and he did the voice of Tigger, of Winnie the Pooh and Boomer in the Fox and the Hound, believe it oh. or not. Yeah. Also, it also, the one of the characters is Bingo, which is a giant orange ape, man sized orange ape. <laughs> it looked like he had like a weird crown, like the, like he was balding, but he wasn't. Right. I think it was just a weird hat. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. He was the drums and vocals as well. Uh, it was by D- Dawes Butler who voiced him. He did uh, the voices of Yogi Bear. Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw, Barney Rubble from the Flintstones, so breadth of talent. Also had the character Drooper the Lion, who played bass and vocals, who was voiced by Alan Melvin, who did Bluto and Wimpy in Popeye, as well as Magilla Gorilla, and Snorky the Gray Elephant, which played keyboards and did effects, but was mute, just like he was in this movie. So... But the series was produced by Hanna-Barbera and ran for 31 episodes on NBC Saturday mornings from September 7th, 1968 to September 5th, 1970, and in syndication from 1971 to 1982. Oh. So even when I was a little buck, a little, little young buck. There. But they did try to reboot the show. Um, the original show's costumes, by the way, were um, designed by Sid and Marty Croft, who did the H.R. Puffin stuff show. Yeah. So they were the same thing, but they wanted to do like an HR Puffin stuff monkeys TV show, like I mentioned earlier. But they did try to reboot the show a lot, but in some weird way, this movie is kind of like a, you know. Was it the last time like 2008 or something? Yeah, they did like an album or something like that. Nobody gave a fuck. So they were like, well. Let's make a horror movie. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, a lot of the people said that the original show was inspired by, like, fucking the monkeys and Chuck E. Cheese, so... Dude, those things used to creep me the fuck out. The Chuck E. Cheese thing, the, yeah, singing thing? Band. Well, that's oh. what Five Nights at Freddy's is. Same thing. Yeah. It's based off Chuck E. Cheese, man. And that's probably why they don't want to... They won't sue these people, because they stole it from Chuck E. Cheese, and if Chuck E. Cheese wanted to fucking sue them, they could. Chuck E. Cheese doesn't even have the animatronic band anymore. That's... Then fuck that place. I'm never going again wait i can't go anyway well the, I, I mean i went to one maybe like five years ago and the, and the cool thing that they did start doing is that they have cheap arcade games right so right. it's like a quarter a game like you remember when you were a kid like, and re- it's awesome reuse pizza so they like yeah, yeah. reheat the pizza <laughs> that people leave out are you gonna eat that no okay we're gonna repurpose it hey i like peter pipe i haven't had chuck e cheese pizza in a long time but peter pipe pizza is still top well, they used to have those uh bars at the peter piper pizza where you could get like all kinds of different pizza it was like all you can eat buffet oh yeah yeah and they had like the dessert pizza right and shit, yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah so but uh some of you might know the dickies covered their theme song the tra la 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 but the dickies covered their theme song back in 1978 and it actually reached the uk's top seven really yeah in the in the charts when it came out it, so it, really it was pretty shows big. You their taste of music right <laughs> i don't know it's fucked up patrick 
The whole film, by the way, guys, was actually filmed in Cape Town, South Africa, believe it or not. Yeah? You wouldn't have imagined that, did you? No, actually, yeah. no. I don't know why. It's really weird. Are, uh, they, are they South African, or is it cheap? I don't know why they decided. Maybe it was just cheaper there, yeah. Yeah, maybe the wherever they were shooting at was just a cheap location. Maybe. I don't know. No one ever really talked about it, any of the shit. Hmm. The writers did say that they would have added more nods from the original show because they like they had a clock, they had this flower pot, and all these different like things that they did in the right. show. And it, you definitely would it would have been interesting to see. Like, I mean, they incorporated some of the stuff into kill scenes, but it would it would have been a lot more interesting to see a, a lot more of that set design right incorporated well, they, into they, death they, they said that it was a really big budgetary issue, so that they didn't do it yeah. uh, mainly for that. They'd already written the script. They're like, well, we got enough story for now you know like yeah. well if we do a sequel then we'll do more nods to the original show so right and which i mean the end of the movie it might be a sequel i mean they do leave it open yeah in the end so it's funny though jed elinoff and scott thomas worked on like four kids shows and they said and it's like something you you imagine that it was cathartic to let out all that pent-up anger on the page <laughs> so like after working on so many different shows and like having to be force fed that kind of work they work was, a, they worked a lot together on these different shows too, yeah like and they Scooby said Doo yes and, and they said that. they loved working with everybody involved but you know as an adult you kind of just want to let loose right so but they've done other stuff that's a little bit Edgy you know but they they were really able to go to an r rating with this you know like unlike a lot of the stuff they've done so which they also said that the the studio actually pushed them to do more messed up stuff in their their script so they never were asked to kind of reel it in or anything they were like no, no, no can you make this a little bit more fucked up not to be rude or anything but like like i was saying before i think a lot more gore scenes and kill scenes could have helped this movie immensely okay but for what they did it's not bad i don't yeah like i could have definitely used more but it's hard for me to say for other people like was it enough for me, no. But for other people, it might have been fine, you know? Right. I don't know. What did you guys think? Did it have too much or not enough? Most of you sick fucks are going to be like me, I'm sure. Or Patrick. <laughs> yeah. uh, More. Speaking of scenes, why don't we just jump into some of them? Like, the earliest one. Like, what is the first thing that you thought of when you first started watching this movie? Like, one of the first characters that maybe got under your skin or maybe... Well, like, first watch this movie, like, I automatically, like... I started thinking about like Bozo's grand like show. You remember Bozo? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like I started thinking about Bozo and shit. And like they used to have some of those records when I was a kid. And it just made me think like I know I'm like now I'm going off topic, but damn that'd be cool to have like a like a clown host show. You know, like the clown like finding out his show was canceled and it's fucking murdering all these kids. Well, they kind like of a, done stuff like that, but right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think the first character to get under my skin was the dad that was pushing his daughter. Fuck. Yeah. Dude. To be a star. He, which means he did a good job because yeah. He, oh yeah. He's like a real fucking asshole. <laughs> oh dude. And she's like, cause like there was that one scene in the very beginning where he's watching the TV show and she's like, Hey, I got him tickets to go see the banana splits. And he was like, Oh, great. And she was like, hey, he likes the banana splits. You know, he's like, I know it's fucking stupid because it's fucking Oh, you're sucks. talking about the dad character. Yeah, the stepdad. Okay, yeah. I was talking about the dad that's waiting in line to see it with his oh, daughter. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the dad, dad, because that's way early. We meet him, like, right in the very beginning. Yeah, he got... Now that you mentioned, yeah, he was the first character to get under my skin. Right, yeah. Like, I was like, 
All right, dog, calm the fuck down. Like he's coarse. And it's, like with a kid where he sneaks. It's into his the... fucking birthday. You're gonna be a fucking dickhead on right. his birthday. Like of all fuck, one day out of the year. Jesus Christ. And when his older brother sneaks into his stepdad's room to like steal money from him. Right. He's like, hey man, are you stealing money from me? He's like, no. It's just like my socks got mixed up with yours, and I was just. And he's like, dude, if you just need money, ask me for it. He was and like, all right, can I have for- 20 bucks? And yeah, and he fucking just shoots him down like a dick. <laughs> like, all right, bro, I-, I cannot wait for you to get your face ripped off. Yeah, I know. Like, which, you know, does sort of happen, I guess. Yeah. There was the scene where Harley, the kid, almost gets run over by one of the splits while they're, like, at the lot. And, of course, conveniently get their phones taken away because they're at the studio or whatever, you know? Yeah, they didn't want any filming. Yeah, or which is great. It's like totally like per- made sense because they didn't want them recording. Which enter asshole two, which is the streamer guy. Uh, oh, and his girlfriend, yeah. His girlfriend. Dude, and there were just so many. What's up, no- fam? How you doing? Da, 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 da. They definitely made a lot of characters in this film that you wanted to see die. Like that guy and the other guy I mentioned before, which was the dad who's pushing his young daughter to be a star. Right. He's like, you've been stand up straight. The producers will see you. Da, 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 da. It's like more about for him than her kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like a lot of parents. Oh, it's just yeah. Disgusting. It's like they're vicariously living through their children because they failed at life and <laughs> nobody gives a shit about them. That's just essentially what it is. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a normal thing. But yeah, when the splits almost hit Harley, though, and it stops right before them. And then uh, the stepdad said, oh, man, that would have been an embarrassing way to die. Like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, like, dude, give at least a half a fuck. First, like, first of all, why would any mom put up with that shit? Yeah. You make a comment like that, I'd be like, get the fuck out of well, here. Well, she kind of explains it later on why. But still, it's like that doesn't even seem to hold up. It's weird. It's just yeah. weird to me. Anyway, moving on. You find out that the, of course, that these, the characters are not people, even though they're actually people in suits. Yeah. Um, but they're robots and Drooper needs his subroutine updated and that subroutine goes awry. And of course, turning his, this officially into a Five Nights at Freddy's official ripoff. <laughs> you know, which that scene totally reminded me of, uh, the new Child's Play movie. When they were updating the, remember? Yeah, but definitely. A little, little polar I opposite of yeah, it. Kind of. Like, I don't know, but it definitely well, is. Well, we won't hit anybody's hot button. We're going to skip past that right now. We Sorry, we mentioned Child's Play. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Everybody gets triggered on that shit. Uh, but no, I really think it's more Five Nights at Freddy's because, like, it's to a T. Like, it's a, like if you if you actually play the game or watch some of the gameplay, you would definitely be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is because they're all robots. Yeah. But you see his eyes turn red to activate the murder in him, I guess, you know? <laughs> murder mode activated. It's like, yeah, I know. Plus, it's just, like I said, it's people in suits for most of the time. Uh, the only time they're not acting like robots is when they're on stage uh, p- pretending to be normal. But they're like, hey, jumping around like like nimble as fuck. But outside of the fucking stage, they're like walking like... <laughs> right, yeah. So, I don't know. 
But after the show, Drooper stuffs a large lollipop into Stevie, the fifth wheels actor's mouth, because he's like the stupid kid who everybody. They it's always like, like the adult who's playing a kid, like in some kind of like Telemundo show, right? <laughs> you see blood coming out of his mouth and his throat expand. It's like it's practical. I'm pretty yeah, oh, sure. I really enjoyed that scene. Actually, it was yeah, good it was practical cool. effects. Yeah, for sure. That's when I was like, okay, all right, that makes it better. Because I was struggling a little bit at this point in time up until that point and i actually liked that guy because he kind of made it darker yeah he gave it that edgy kind of vibe right then there's the guy who gets sawed in half do you remember that <laughs> yeah where he proposes like they they're sneaking around trying to live stream for their audience and, and show them yeah the because like all these people who had their tickets have a gold star on the back got to meet the the fucking the banana splits right and and so this kid and, and this uh, woman, they sneak their food, their phone in to, to live stream and him propose. Yeah, and then uh, who, who, who? What was the character's name? Flegel. Flegel appears in the back and just starts like walking up to him and is like, "Hey, Flegel, what are you doing?" And like, and then he just starts like slams him in the box. Yeah, slams him to that box that you see magicians like cut people in half. Right. And like not only that, but like he just proposed to his girlfriend. She said yes. <laughs> She's freaking out, and Flegel takes her hand and puts it on the saw and has her help him saw him in half. <laughs> right, yeah. Which was weird, because she doesn't, he doesn't really saw, he just pushes down. Right. Like, they didn't cut back and forth. She just kind of helps him push on it, and I'm like, why didn't they... Yeah. They, I don't know. Maybe they couldn't get it to saw like they wanted it to, and they just kind of had to, like, there was nothing there, so they just kept pushing down. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe to, like, give some kind of blood effect that we obviously didn't see, and maybe it was just something that didn't work. Yeah, and then Flegel's like, ta-da! <laughs> like, after he, he opens the box and all his organs are spilling like, out. entrails are spilling everywhere <laughs> and shit. I oh. mean, that was a really funny part. Like, I thought that was funny, you know, like, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the voice actor Brian, like what he was thinking, like at that point. <laughs> right. I wonder if he even knew that that was the scene. Like, did you they know? see the movie before? Or? Well, usually when they do the voices and stuff, they're like watching a like a, a print of it, right? Like, yeah, for the scene or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So they just do that uh, to save time, you know, because they don't want me to just sit there for the whole fucking thing, really. Unless they, it's an integral into how they do the the, the movie, yeah. But then they, they proceed to show the two unsuspecting kids, Harley and the, what's her name? Maria or some shit? I don't know what her name oh, is. Zoe, man- Zoe, Zoe. Yeah, the stage manager, right? No, no, no. The two kids are walking around on their own. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The two kids, little kids. So Harley and Zoe are walking around. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, like, why in the hell wouldn't their, would their parents let the kids walk off alone like that? Yeah, bad parenting. I mean, it definitely pushes the story along, but logically, like, what the fuck? You wouldn't let, especially when you see the studio and, like, almost half the lights are off, and it's just Yeah, like, it seems really weird. Go ahead, kids. But later, you <laughs> the funny part made me laugh. It was like, later on, you find the kids are all locked up in a cage, and one of the kids is trying to pick the lock, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But it's funny, because, you know, maybe a kid would do that. Well, yeah, something they've, they've seen on cartoons or right, whatever. Right, like, they, they wouldn't do it, but, like, if she, I was like, if she opens that, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, I'll be like, no fucking way. Right. 
There was also that other scene where where the stepdad's getting chased by Snorky and then finds a security officer standing in his booth and he goes to ask him for help and he's just standing there and his head comes off into his hands. You're like, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> They're they're, they're very talk- precise, dude. They're they're robots, you know. They're very they cut precisely. It's like they're laser eyes or something. Yeah, I guess. But the car they were driving, dude, it was like some it's, kind of Lambo or no, like no, it was, it was a banana buggy. It was a sports. That's car. That's what they call it, a banana buggy. It, it was, was a, a banana buggy, but, but it was it a kid's looked, car, right? It was a smaller like clown car of a sports car. Yeah, it was wicked still. convertible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then of course that guy gets run over too. Right after he walks out of the thing, um, yeah, and he, they didn't really show. They just kind of show him just like going over the hood, and that was it. Well, then they have this moment too, where the like social media girl with her who had their fiance cut in half or whatever, she like runs into the creator of these robots who's like working in the fucking like studio. No, he was. Remember, they locked him up into the cage of the kids were right because the kids get out and then they put him in there and then uh, yeah, but she he's like. She's talking to him and she's like, you know, what's this? And he's like, oh, that's Hootie. You know, Hootie was going to be the fifth member of the Banana Splits, but never supposed was. To be somebody's girlfriend or something like that. Or- I don't know, but they they call it Hootie. And then she puts on the mask. And of course, the others are like venturing deeper into the Splits Wicked's lair, which is like deeper underground than the basement. Which was like a mock footlocker that led into this like secret underground dungeon or for the special show because the show must go on (laughs) um and they have like (laughs) they have all the dead bodies down there and like all the like banana splits are like putting them on display and showing these like kids like all the dead bodies and they have uh stevie's there is it stevie or was it the producer? I no, think. it was Stevie. He was on his like tricycle that he rode out. Oh on. yeah, he was on the tricycle with the, the fucking lollipop and jammed in his right. throat. Right, they had like his t- feet taped to the pedals, so it looked right. like he was pedaling it and shit. And then they put him in front of this fucking like uh, fire, um, I don't, flamethrower thing. Something. It was like a giant flamethrower, like the back of a fucking turbine engine right like a fucking jet engine mail and he's, call yeah he's like stevie mail's here <laughs> yeah. and he just goes flipping off into a fence on fire <laughs> that's, that's a really good scene though that was funny like i just wish i would have seen more of that right there you know definitely I mean? need more of that i don't know but then they have the vp that's what it was that's why i get him confused that they had the vp of programming right the guy who canceled the show on a on the fucking the end wheel which is where the wheel of endings the wheel of endings that's what it is you're right uh and they spin him to banana split where they rip off his limbs right and then just for context usually the wheel always lands on rock out yeah which is this tra la la but it doesn't this time. It lands on Banana Split where they rip his limbs off and then drop his limbless corpse on the ground like a sack of wet <laughs> meat. Which another great scene. Yeah, that was funny, dude. Like, I mean, I don't and know. His, dude, his screaming was pretty believable. Like, I feel like if these these characters would have got a little bit unhinged and just, like, gone wild, it just would have been better. But it kind of went for a little bit more of a, like... Like a a wink and a nod, kind of like a lighthearted. Yeah, too a little too lighthearted, which is right. weird because you're seeing all these graphic images and like these things happening. So it's very stark difference it, from it. It definitely would have been a lot better movie if they put that gritty edge on it. There was a funny part because like I think they like 
kill the last robot and Harley, the kid, says, the show's really not what I expected it to be. (laughs) (laughs) Which it doesn't, I mean, he's a kid, so I'm I'm not going to get shitty on him or anything. Right. But it was funny, but it's not, I don't know. But it's not the end of the movie. You think it is. But it's time for a robot battle <laughs> with Snorky. Yeah, with Snorky, who's actually a good robot who actually protects the children. And it was the kid's favorite, I guess. Right. Banana split. Yeah, he loved him. He's like, you're always been the best. And so Snorky battles the other fucking, I can't remember which one it was. It was the monkey. I can't remember the monkey's name. Was it the monkey? Yeah. Oh, bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Because one of the robots, you know was bad and one of them was good and of course both of them die in a pile pretty much but uh it was like an awkward almost like godzilla fight scene you know what i mean with the big rubber suits well yeah because like i forgot to mention too the girl the social media girl she like kills the the maker right with the hoodie costume right she puts on this like glove like freddy or some shit and like kills him with it and uh, at the end, you see her driving away with all the bodies in the back. So Right. And she's all, Tra-la-la. and she's <laughs> laughing, too. Yeah. So but there was a funny part where we're like, <laughs> this is a really funny part. The mom punches the stepdad because like he's like alive. He got run over, but he's not dead. Right, and everybody's leaving the scene, like the paramedics leaving, he's chasing after the right. freaking ambulance. I'm injured. Please wait for me. I'm injured. Don't leave without me. And then, bam, he gets run over by the hootie bitch with all the fucking dead fucking robots in the back. And the banana split car. And his fucking body is tumbling, like, with bags of blood just popping, like, under the fucking wheel. Dude, it was like an ocean spray commercial. Dude, it was I definitely mean, juicy. Again, it's like... It was a great scene. The gore is cool. Like, I actually really liked the gore. Yeah. I thought it was pretty decent for a fucking, you know, it's better than average, you know, way better than average. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> man, dude, it just feels so stark, though, you know? Like, I feel like it should have just been balls out from, like, the second act on. Yeah, it, it, it definitely, the beginning of the movie, it's just a little too slow to the it, punch. It makes sense because they're trying to develop this sort of uh childlike wonder right they're trying to develop this this idea of right i just didn't feel any nostalgia for it so maybe that's why maybe yeah because i don't think i really gave a shit about the fucking banana splits when i was a kid nor did i i I vaguely remember watching the monkeys when i was a kid but not really the banana splits yeah do you no i don't remember the banana splits but i definitely remember puffin stuff hr puffin stuff yeah Yeah. that or that or sigmund and the the sigmund the monster what was it called sigmund the Sea monster? See, I don't remember that. He was like this, like, doofy-looking fucking, like, thing from the Adams Family, only green, with big googly eyes. See, I remember, like, H.R. Puff and stuff, and uh, Eureka's Castle. Oh, uh, that's uh, later. That was, like, Pinwheel. Right. Yeah, Eureka's Castle. Wasn't that Pinwheel, Pinwheel, dead, <laughs> Oh, my God. I vaguely remember that. But, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. I mean, if you've seen the movie, you probably know what to think. I'm sure most of you will probably not be as critical on this as I was. But I just, you know, it's like... I just maybe in the sequel they'll go further like it'll be like like feast if it would have been along the lines of feast like and gone like really all out like I probably the first feast by the way yeah the second one's a little desensitizing like you're just like okay now it doesn't even matter you just pull back you gotta you gotta tease us yeah flick the bane a little bit just the tip (laughs) just give us they they gave us not enough tip they give us like sheath 
<laughs> the uncircumcised sheath. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, this is where I draw the line. I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. <laughs> but yeah, guys, what did you think of these movies? I'd really like to know. Seriously, like, have you seen these yet? Are you going to see these? Um, genuinely, I try to, we try to give our best idea of what you might like or what you might not like. I mean, we're not always going to agree, but I hope I can at least paint a picture for you guys so that you know what to expect. So um, next week, we're going to be doing Ready or Not as one of the movies so i'm really excited for that yeah that should be a fun ride like i was interested in the hunt but not as much as ready or not like it seems like such a fun fucking movie well they it, they definitely play with that comedy a lot in that film it looks like it it, it's it looks like it's gonna be a fun it ride. looks like a super graphic like clue kind of well, reminds I mean, not exactly like clue but you know you know where i'm kind it of reminds that. me of like uh like the belco experiment there you go. Or like, you know, any of those corporate chaos kind of movies. But like, I don't know. It just looks fun. And all the people that are in it just seem like so over the top, like characters. Like, I love the, the characters that they have in it. So I'm, I'm really excited because it looks like a bunch of idiots just doing things that they're not used to doing, you know? So I don't know. Are you guys interested in seeing that movie? Cause we're going to be doing it next week. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be next week. Woo. So, and I think it comes out on Wednesday. So you, you have a choice of Wednesday night, Thursday, or Friday morning. All right. Well, you don't have to see it with me. I'm just saying. Right. Well, let's talk about, well, yeah, it doesn't matter if we're not going to see it together. But if you do want to see it together, I'm down with that. Yeah. Maybe we can do it together. I mean, um, uh, we'll have to like go order tickets together or something. Yeah. We could probably order them right after we get done here. So, well, I gotta, f- I gotta see what happens after I go to this thing, this appointment tomorrow to talk about that GED thing. Kind of figure out. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Happen. Well, we might go on Thursday, so Thursday morning. Okay, just so you know. Um, but yeah, guys. So uh, let us know what you think of these two movies. Uh, if you're interested, if you hated it, what's your scores? Uh, any of the directors or anybody they want to, if from uh, Necrotronic, want to hit us up and like uh, let us know what's going on behind the scenes here, guys. We'd love to hear about right. it when the movie comes out for rent for the. So I could tell everybody else about the banana splits, you know, when that comes off for rent, if they're not wanting to buy it right away. I right. mean, at least you have August 27th to watch it on sci-fi, probably with commercial breaks, but... And maybe edit it. We don't know. What do you got that zombie tsunami? <laughs> Isn't that what that fucking new movie's coming out the, by, the, by the people who did the Sharknado or whatever? Go I'm like- kind of interested. I want to see that. Oh... Didn't, uh, uh, what was that freaking horror show that was, uh, Z Nation? Didn't they do, like, a play on the Sharknado, but it was, like, zombies in a tornado? You're asking the wrong person, I dude. Sw- I, I have no clue. Yeah, I think they did, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I digress. You piece of shit. Piece of shit. Anyway, guys, uh, we really do appreciate you guys coming by every week. And as always, long live the void. Brand new.